Hello everyone, I'm Carrie, and I'm Kristen, and we're bringing you our weekly podcast called Girlfriend's Guide to Blending Families. Kristen and I met a few years ago through a mom's club in our town, but our friendship really took off when we started sharing the heartaches and successes we both experienced in raising our children in blended families. We hope to share insights, stories, and a few laughs with you on this crazy and rewarding journey of parenting. So grab your glass of wine, and if something we share resonates with you, let us know. We would love to hear from you. Cheers. Cheers. Hello, Miss McKenzie. Hey, how's everyone doing? Good. And hello, Miss Carrie. Hi, girls. Hi. And our episode tonight is called Two Points of View. So, um... We had a really interesting thing that happened where um, Mackenzie was asking Carrie some advice about blended families. And then Carrie said, what do you think about this? And um, we came up with this idea after talking the three of us about uh, a couple issues that could be um, prevalent for blended families and kind of going from the stepmom point of view and the mom point of view. Um, so we just wanted to get right into it, but first let me introduce Mackenzie. So Mackenzie has one child with her former husband and two children with her husband. They share custody of their son. And, um, recently Mackenzie's ex and his girlfriend moved in together and, um, that girlfriend has been helping care for their son. So some issues have been coming up and because Mackenzie wants to blend her family gracefully, she's here tonight to share with us how she's been feeling. So Mackenzie, um, you just want to tell us maybe a little bit about yourself, your story, maybe some positive things, some struggles you've been having um, in terms of blending your families. Sure. So um, I am remarried as Kristen said, and then, um, my husband, my ex-husband has had a few girlfriends on and off and there's, um, there's been some that have sticked around for, stuck around for a little while. And then this new girlfriend, she's been around, they've been dating for about a year. And, um, ever since she moved in, there's been a little friction and I don't think it was intentional, but um, she does not have kids herself, although, um, she really, really wants kids. And I know that she was a nanny, um, all through college. And so she's, she loves children and, and children just really flock to her. Mm-hmm. And, um, so, you know, to say that there hasn't been some jealousy because my son, my son is crazy about her, which I'm thankful for. Um, there's been some jealousy and then there's, um, I'm trying to build a relationship with her. And so I've, I've had a hard time figuring out how do I, how do I build a relationship with somebody I get jealous of? So um, do you want me to talk about some of the instances that have happened? Or are we going to talk about those? Yeah. So I'll just, I'll start out and just kind of frame that out some things. Okay. Um, and yeah, so great sort of like, framework of what the situation is and uh and carrie's gonna share 
this article um, at the end of the podcast on our page, but um, I thought it was really good. She sent it to you and I, um, yes. and basically the idea is um, parents and step parents, where's the boundary line? So I'm actually a therapist in like real life. And that's a word I use all the time is like boundaries. So where is like your boundary? Where is, you know, you set that so things are comfortable with you. And I thought it was so interesting, this article about um, for step parents and parents, um, especially stepmoms, like what is the boundary between what is like cool and helpful and what is overstepping the boundary? And the bottom line with the article is like, it's different for every single person. So um, I thought we could just start talking about some, some areas where those boundary lines are very blurred. So um, one of the things that we had talked about together was planned events. So, you know, theoretically, if things are cool with you and your ex, you're maybe doing a planned event together, like a birthday party. So, um, Mackenzie, why don't you start and talk about like some stuff recently that's happened that kind of like, as the mom upset you, like, or, you know, just kind of like was challenging for you with, with the, she's not an official stepmom, but in kind of a stepmom capacity. Sure. So, um, historically, you know, I'm the mom, I'm the one that goes on Pinterest and, you know, (laughs) I find all the birthday parties that I'm like, okay, I'm going to go this route. So I've done every single one of my son's birthday parties. And when we split up, I still did them. You know, most men don't really do a whole lot of birthday party planning and, you know, are able to really plan ahead and get stuff done. So, um, this year it was a little bit different because, um, our son's birthday fell on a weekend where he was with his dad. Mm -hmm. And initially we were going to have the birthday party at his dad's house. And, um, we talked about things that I was going to bring things that they were going to do and all this stuff. And then it it changed. His dad no longer wanted to have it at his house because it got to be a little bit bigger than he wanted. So I found a place to have it. And so I thought we were still good with what we had all discussed about bringing. And then like a few days before the party, I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, you know, I'm just making sure you still, we're still needing me to bring this, this, and this. She was like, well, actually I got everything. So she did all the big stuff like the cake and she got the, you know, like the fun plates that he wanted and got him all of his balloons. So then she just told me that I could bring napkins. Oh. And it, it was, and it was, and it was, it was upsetting. Yeah. I, I'm, I felt like a guest at my own son's birthday party. And some of the kids were walking up to her and saying, Hey, Caleb's mom. Yeah. And so it was um, because she did when, her, I mean, she just has like a very like warm presence and like, she just is one of those people that just like attracts children. Yeah. She's just um, very nurturing. And so when she was there, she just kind of took over and it wasn't, and I don't think it was intentional. I think it's just who she is. Yeah. Um, but it was really hard for me and it, it, it hurt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, even setting like the stage of like, it was his weekend. Like I know for me, that's always an issue. Like it feels like in this like imaginary world who has more like right to the kid at that moment, you know, like, Oh, it's my day, but it's, 
um, you know, we're going to do something with you. So all totally understand everything that you're saying. How about you, Carrie, as like the uh, super go-getter stepmom? What are your thoughts? <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like, like you were saying, you know, every story and every situation is completely different. But do you think, Mackenzie, like, let's say the party had been at your house. Do you think that she would have acted and taken charge the same way? Or would it have been different in your, you know, in your home? You know, I, I, I don't really know. Um, I think it would, I think it probably would have been different because I would have been leading it. And I think that in her, in in, the, in this situation, you know, I think my ex-husband was not like putting it on her, but because it was going to be at their house, it was yeah. just assumed that she would do it. But it was just, it was hard because we had also had conversations about things that we were all going to do. And she was just like, I don't want to step on anybody's toes. But then like, I felt like she stomped on them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I I think it, I think she just kind of got wrapped up. And my ex has told me that she just enjoys doing things like that. Like she loves throwing parties and, yeah. you know, I, I think I've said to someone, like, she's the one that creates the Pinterest post that I'm the, that I go follow and say, oh, this is how I'm going to throw a party. Right. Um, so, you know, it, it was hard. Yeah. But, um, I have to always step back and kind of remind myself, it's not done with any ill intent. Right. Like for you, Carrie, if that was you as the stepmom throwing the party you know that was going to be someplace else and now was at your house like what would your like mind frame have been or your approach been I think the same you know I I'm like that Pinterest mom too and I want to do the parties and I feel like with my stepgirls I tend to go overboard probably a little bit more I mean I make all the kids feel special on the birthdays but when you don't have them all the time like you almost try to do a little bit more because you want to you know, make a good impression in the little bit of time that you have with them. And I think, you know, I can see from um, your ex's girlfriend, I don't know her name, sorry, but from her perspective, like she's probably still, they've only been together for a year. She's trying to make a good impression. She might want to show him that she'll be a good mom. Like, and she's a nanny. So like, this is what she's used to doing. And I think Mackenzie, it's really good that you guys have at least, you know, a good positive, view of each other whether or not that relationship's built yet like you don't think she's doing all this um in a negative way it's just kind of her way so I think it'll be you know a way to work through it and talk it out um but it's the most important part is keeping the communication open and sharing how that made you feel as much as you're willing to share with her but you know I would welcome that kind of input from their mom just because I don't necessarily understand that. Interestingly, Mm -hmm. I'm now on both sides of that equation. So now I kind of can get a little bit, you know, when we were talking the other day, I was like, Oh, and you know, things that I know I've done in the past that I didn't mean to be received that way, but probably were. Right. Yeah, and I think that's a good point about, um, like, sort of understanding the intent, because it can still be 
upsetting and like a bummer like I feel like an outsider at my own kids party which is hard you know there's just a certain amount of disconnect that you feel when you have to share your kid with other adults but understanding that the intent is maybe not like malicious you know I think it's just like a a good way to cope with that situation agreed and you know when it is malicious it's way worse because then you can't like talk it out you can't do anything about it you just kind of have to sit there and stew in it Mm -hmm. yeah um so what about some other ideas like we were talking about um we talked about the planned events birthday parties and celebrations what about school functions so um you know it could be anything from a school graduation in grade school or you know, helping out with the holiday shop or volunteering in the kid's classroom or being room mom or any of those kind of things. Mackenzie, how do you feel about, you know, sharing those things with a potential future stepmom or not? So in my current situation, um, like, you know, her coming to his graduations and his Christmas parties and like, you know, or his Christmas, they put them on a Christmas show. I'm fine with her coming to that stuff, you know, like all, I'm all about her, you know, being there supporting, you know, my husband comes to them as well. Um, the only thing that I'm, I'm not at a place where I'm comfortable with her volunteering in the classroom. I mean, Mm. we don't have that kind of relationship. She's currently, I mean, I just kind of look at, she's the girlfriend right now. And I'm just, um, I look at it and I'm like, I see all the other moms and I'm like, these are, the moms of the children that are volunteering. I'm volunteering. I shouldn't have a, co- a person that I'm trying to compete with. Or I'm not trying to compete with her, but I feel like there's, there's when, she, when we are around each other, I feel like there's sometimes a little bit of a competition on her and to see if she, how much attention of my son she can get. If that makes sense. It totally makes sense. And I can definitely yeah. understand how that would make you feel. And I could, put myself in that situation, how I would feel my look at the other side of it perspective is, you know, she probably is trying to develop that relationship with your son. And if they're going to get married and if she's going to be the stepmom and if she's going to be around for a long time, obviously those are all big ifs, but if that's what she's thinking, then she's trying to set this foundation where he can count on her. And ultimately, probably you want that, although maybe you're not ready just yet. Right. You know, a a few years, maybe a few years down the road, and I would like for it to be a conversation that her and I have together. And I guess part of part of my problem is is I kind of felt like as a woman, she should know like, hey, maybe I should talk to, uh, you know, me, talk to me before she goes and volunteers in my son's classroom. Because I, I sometimes feel like my ex-husband is co-parenting with her and not with me. Mm. And it's almost like I feel like they're kind of trying to cut me out. They forget that I'm actually a part of that equation. Right. A person with the same amount of say. Exactly. Actually. Yeah. I mean, like, and, you know, at one of the articles that um, Carrie shared, it said that the, the biological parents are the leads. Yeah. And the, the step parents are basically kind of like the supporting actors, <laughs> you yeah. know? 
And I read that too. And when you were talking, it's funny because I had a different thought about this the first time you shared that story. And then after I read that article, I was like, oh yeah, I totally get it because right. They should be the, the, the supporting characters, you know, like there shouldn't be, it doesn't feel like to me that there should be things that are initiated on their part, especially if you're not like a actual legal person, you know, Mm -hmm in that that little family unit and i get like that people want to you know make good impressions and make relationships and stuff like that but yeah like that's also a conversation um that that could be had like hey do you mind if i volunteer at you know your son's school do you mind if um like i know for us it's funny i still do this like you know the permission slip comes home and it's like it came home on my day for the field trip and I was like, Oh yeah, I'm going to volunteer, you know? And then like, maybe I'll slide that information in later. Like, Oh, by the way, there's a uh, class trip and only one person can go. So, uh, (laughs) but it's it's on a day that I have her. So I feel like, you know, technically it would have been me anyway, but I'm just not really allowing that opportunity. Um, But those are like the sneaky things that I can do as a parent. And if I was like a step, parent or like a girlfriend like I I think that would probably drive me up a wall so and for me you know we just had all kinds of field trips and picnic butterfly picnics or whatever so I go obviously and then I invite his my son's father and my husband so whoever can come can come this year I was by myself last year my husband came my ex-husband came his girlfriend came and we all sat there on picnic blanket um, while my husband, my son ditched us and went and played with his friends. So, um, but I, like, I try to include him and I, and I've told my ex already, you know, he just moved in with his girlfriend a few months ago and I think she's great. Um, it was definitely weird when I realized like they were going to move in together and they like the first time I had that, like, Oh crap, my son's going to have a stepmom. Um, realization was when she came to pick him up and they all four drove off in her car Mm -hmm. you know my my ex was in the car too and as was her son and I was like oh so but I told I told my husband now I'm like if she wants to come to like any of these functions it's fine she came to Lucas's birthday party with her son like and it's fine because I don't feel threatened by her um which I think is a huge deal and I know that was in one of those articles that we read is getting ourselves to the point where we don't feel um, envious or jealous and try to look at it as a perspective of, you know what, I'm grateful that that person's in their life because what if my ex picked, like, some crazy person Mm -hmm. to be with that I hated? That would be way worse. Right. Right. Yeah. And so appreciating what is in front of you like appreciating what you know they can bring to the table and I think you know just in the theme of boundaries it's about like you know maybe if the boundaries need to be a little bit more strict in the beginning like um you know I'll handle school things you can handle after school activity things that fall on your designated time And, you know, in a year or two, when you feel confident with that person and they, you know, are acting appropriate and you're trusting of them, because that's also was a big part of the article is just being able to trust the other person, then you can start having like that actual relationship 
and maybe start loosening those boundaries a little bit. Right. And I agree with that. And I think also in your situation, Mackenzie, you know, this person isn't married into the family yet. So there's no guarantee this person's staying either. Right. So at this point, you need to do what you need to do to make you feel better. Set the boundaries. You're you're running the show here, Um, you know, without being a jerk, obviously, not that you would. But, um, you know, if she becomes, you know, the wife, the stepmom, then, you know, things can progress as needed. But I think it's great that I think you told me you have plans to meet up with her to discuss all of this and kind of just be clear about how you feel. And she may not even realize, like you said, she may just be doing what comes naturally to her and not really thinking it through. Right. Mm-hmm. And and I think, you know, like she, she lives with my ex-husband. So I think that when they've got our son, you know, she is the mother figure and it's just like, she's, in the routine of doing everything now. And I don't think, I think sometimes it may get lost on her that I exist. If that makes sense. Right. You know, it's kind of like, he's got two separate lives, you know, one with his dad and then one at our house. Yep. I know. (laughs) We've talked about that one before too. Yeah. We know that very well. (laughs) Yeah. And it's hard when things like this, cross like the two lives divide you know like you only have one kid birthday party you might have two different family birthday parties but you only have one kid birthday right you only have one field trip and you only have one like you know ballet recital so there are certain things where like separate but equal works really well except for when you really have to to mesh that so like for you Carrie how do how do you do that as a stepmom like what's been your approach of trying to do school function special events like in stepmom role our dynamics a little bit challenging in that because it's not amicable so it's hard for everybody to be in the same place at the same time mm-hmm. um so we all obviously all attend and then just stay very separate from one another so you know at the christmas school play you know half of us sit in the back half of us sit in the front um if they're we have never done like a commingled graduation dinner or anything like that we have another high school graduation coming up we're it's totally separate we're doing one they're doing one um and Probably, in all honesty, will always be that way. I don't foresee a time when, you know, I'm thinking like weddings, baby showers, where we can all like be together. It's just not going to go that way. Right. Um, now, on my other side with my son and his, my ex's side of the family, we all do everything together. It's fine. Like they come here for Christmas. We go there. Like it's just amicable, fine. Um, we just, you know, I'll text my first mother-in-law and say, what time are you doing Christmas? So I can plan around it. And then we kind of go from there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just interesting how like you, one person, and I, I hear you can have two totally separate experiences of, you know, trying to blend a family and, and dealing with exes and new people and, and the whole thing so it's kind of nice because I feel like you know it's like not just you you know (laughs) just a lot of stuff outside of of you that factors into what the relationship is like sure 
And one of the other things that we talked about, and I'll share the stepmom perspective first, and then if you guys want to weigh in, um, mm-hmm. is like personal type things. So, you know, doctor's appointments, haircuts, or those type of things. Um, for me, I didn't take over doing doctor's appointments until some of my girls started living here in our home. And then it was kind of assumed that like, okay, well, they need to go to the dentist. So, okay, who's their dentist? And we carry the insurance for everybody. So I would just take them. Um, And then I have one stepdaughter that does not live with us full time yet, but she specifically asks me to take her to her haircut because she likes the person that we go to, does not love the person she's always gone to growing up. So she's 11 now. And I said, okay, fine. Well, the first time I took her, she was probably nine Mm -hmm. and that did not go over well with her mother. Um, And I never really gave it much thought. I just kind of thought, all right, well, she wants a haircut. It's not like her, you know, first one year old first haircut ever or her last haircut. So I just didn't really make it that big of a deal in my brain. But her mom was really offended by it and told me that that's like one of the things that the mom does and that I really overstepped. Mm, I know Um, as you're saying that. And as I, I'm probably going to take my daughter with me next week to get like my haircut and she'll probably just get like a little trim. I was thinking like, Oh, if my ex-husband's girlfriend took her to get a haircut without asking me, I would like lose my mind. (laughs) Okay. So talk to me about that. Like why? Because I don't know if I would have the same, reaction but I also have a boy so like a haircut to me is and I'm not like a big haircut person so I don't know like that specific instance yeah it doesn't bother me personally which is probably why I didn't realize it but yeah and I have a great relationship with her and my daughter you know has gotten her haircut before not that much because she has curly hair but um I don't know. I'm super territorial about things. Like I feel like just in my soul, like that. You, I don't know. It's like taking her like out of state or something. Like it just has like a major, like, I don't know why it feels so significant. Um, Cause it's not a big deal and it's not like she's going to be in danger of anything, but um, it just, is I don't know what do you think Mackenzie so I guess it's just kind of like a mother-daughter thing oh okay yeah kids I guess so if so like um my ex's girlfriend is actually a hairstylist um so sure go ahead you can shave Caleb's head you can do do his hair all you want yeah (laughs) if I don't have to do it that's fine but I think if you know if it were my daughter completely different story I mean it's you know I wouldn't want somebody I don't know I don't it's, I think it's like a daughter thing yeah also like my daughter just got her nails done with my ex-husband's ex or girlfriend and I was like oh that's cute it crept into the territory of feeling like I wasn't okay with it and I was like no but she loved getting her nails done and and that's really cool they did it together um so I guess it wasn't her first time getting her nails done, right? Right. Like she, so, had, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's just, it's interesting the things that are like symbolic for moms that, like, as a stepmom, you're like, no, this just needs to be done. Like, even Carrie, you and I have talked about like doctor's appointments and how 
Like, I go crazy over them. Like, I'm so territorial about doctor's appointments. And you're just like, whatever. It's not that big of a deal. Like, you know, anybody can take yeah. the kid. If the kid's sick, like, you'll take them. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm taking them. Yeah, see, I don't. I don't know. And I'm trying to think as you guys are talking, if my, if it was my daughter that I had previously, would it matter to me? And I don't, I don't feel like it would, but you know, when you mentioned the nail, getting your nails done, I think it's like what the picture of it is that you conjure up in your head. Like, are you spending the day together, getting your hair done, like chit chatting, having lunch. And that's what's happening with someone else, some other female, or are you literally like dropping them off, getting their hair cut and picking them up? Because yeah, right. I think that in my mind changes how I view it completely. Totally. Cause like for me, the doctor's appointment is like you're snuggling with them when they're sick, you're taking an appointment, they're crying, you know, you're comforting them. Like that's mom territory, you know, like I should that's be the favorite. one or like, you know, the haircut is like a big deal. Getting your nails done is like a little less of a deal. But I agree, it's like this the whole experience behind it, which is hard. Because they're going to have that with another person. That's just how it is. But it, it is very difficult to come to terms with. I agree. Well, thank you both for sharing that perspective. Because I think that that actually helps me a little bit. Because I have a daughter. But that wasn't my first kid. And I am I feel like I'm more of a boy mom. And I'm less, mm. I don't know, <laughs> that way. I don't know, like less territorial about that stuff. Um, but I can definitely see how it probably made her feel now looking back on it. Yeah. Um, so the last thing before we wrap up that we wanted to talk about was the setting of the boundaries and how, how to go about doing that. So one of the articles that I read had a really good quote that I put in our notes because I felt like, yes, this is absolutely the way I feel about setting boundaries from a stepmom perspective Mm -hmm. and you know you're expected to not crack I'll just read it because it'll make more sense yeah the most challenging part about being a step parent is not crossing the imaginary boundary line to which so many parents and step parents refer we're expected to love the children like our own but not too much we're expected to make decisions regarding our home but not specifically regarding the step kids We're supposed to be interested in their lives, but not too interested. And we're supposed to go to their sports activities, cheer them on, show up at all their things, but not to interfere or offer to assist with those activities. So basically treat them like your own, but not really. Yeah. And that I think is it in a nutshell, because it's a really hard thing to navigate. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wanted to hear like your girls, you ladies, your perspective on the same thing, like the boundaries and hopefully like you guys can learn something from it to hearing it from the other point of view, because I think we all need to help each other in seeing both sides of it. Yeah. I think that, that I love that. And I'm so glad that you read that because when I read the article, I was like, Oh my gosh, that really just puts it in a whole new perspective for me. Um, You know, I think as the mom who is divorced and you're trying to co-parent, You know, it's one thing to, like, be around your ex and deal with that. It's another thing to try to work amicably together, then throw in another person who's in a relationship with your ex and you're in a relationship. It's just, it's so complicated that I think you, you know, unfortunately, the stepmom is, like, 
low man on the totem pole. That's like <laughs> the the least of all of your priorities, really. So, but they are like, you know, they're your sister and all this. They're helping you. They're raising your child when you're not there. And so to really, I think, acknowledge the perspective that they're coming from, I just really, I appreciated that. And I, I, I felt very thankful because in my situation, I couldn't have a better person, you know, that's with my daughter in the time that I'm not with her. So, um, you know, it just kind of let me know like, okay, you maybe need to chill on a few things. And I think I'm in a good place now. I for sure was not, you know, a couple of years ago, but, um, everybody compliments us now, which I'm thankful for of like, Oh wow. You guys all get along together. Like you guys carry, you know, like everything's so cool. Um, but it does, it's a process and it's okay to feel like some of that animosity in the beginning. Cause it's difficult, but know that really the best thing for everybody is to try to get along. Agreed. Um, and I have learned, um, I'm very thankful for reach, that I'm reached out to Carrie and that I've, you know, met you, Kristen, but I've learned that holding it in and not communicating with my ex and his girlfriend about how I feel, um, it kind of harbors ill and ill feelings towards them. And then I start thinking that they're, that they're doing things maliciously, even though they're not. Yeah. And so, um, just the other day I did have the conversation. I actually had the conversation with my ex first and it went well, which I was very shocked. I mean, him and I do not always um, communicate well when there's an issue. It can get sometimes very heated. So it went well and it was well received. And then I received a text message from her apologizing. Wow. And, oh, um, and her saying that she understood where, she understood my feelings and that the only reason she, this all came about because she had volunteered at his school. So, um, she said that she just volunteered because he had been begging her to come and volunteer. Mm. And so she was like, I I can cancel if I have to, but I don't really want to let him down. And I said, look right now, you know, I don't expect you to cancel this. You know, I know he's looking forward to it, but I would like for you and I to sit down maybe over coffee one day and just kind of talk about, you know, these kinds of things and when they come up and how we should handle them. I think that's amazing. So she was all for that. And so like when I, so my current husband now, um, we were actually high school sweethearts and he comes from a blended family. And I remember growing up, like his, all four of his parents did everything together everything. They coached his baseball teams, his little leagues, they did everything together Mm -hmm. and they worked and, you know, um, they did everything to make sure that he didn't feel like he was, you know, missing out on something because his parents were divorced. And so I want that for our son. And at times it's hard, but, um, I want to be able to work with my ex-husband and with whomever he ends up with to raise our son together, all four of us. And we don't have to be like best friends, but I want, you know, Caleb to say, Hey, my parents really got along and they really made this work. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's such a great goal to have in mind. And I think, you know, you're figuring it out. Like we're all figuring out what the boundary is. And 
like how much do we communicate and how much do we just let go? It's, it's different for every person and in every situation, but to know like where you want to be of all this, I think is fantastic. And that's, that's going to be what you, you know, strive for. And you really hold on to those values. I think that's fantastic. Me too. And I really, I think it's to be applauded that you were able to, you were comfortable enough and willing to reach out and that it was well received. So like great parenting on all, you know, all three of your parts so far that, you know, you're really, you're trying to blend gracefully, which is our whole purpose of this podcast, I feel like is to try to help people, you know, do what's best for the kids. So it's, it's really not a competition. It's all about doing what's best for our children to keep them, you know, secure and stable in whatever house they're in at the moment so that they grow up to be confident, stable adults. Yes, ma'am. Mm-hmm. So, all right, we are going to wrap it up, ladies. That was super fun. Yes. We hope we shared something helpful for you tonight. If something resonated with what you're going through, please let us know and share our podcast with your friends. Our goal is to help us all step up in our parenting skills and to blend gracefully. See you next week on the Girlfriend's Guide to Blending Families. Cheers. Cheers. Bye.